0: This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Good evening, my name is Vinnie, and I'm here for the next-ish hour. Yeah, about an hour, 50 minutes, but who's counting? And um, it's a show, which, I mean, I suppose I should sell it a bit, shouldn't I? It's going to be possibly the best thing in the world, I'd say. Or just slightly, slightly worse than that. Um, no, it's an hour of quality radio. Not necessarily good quality radio, but definitely quality radio. And uh, it's, it's umpired, in a sense, by a technical guru, a genius, a shiny-headed man, perhaps a vision um, called Elliot. Hello, Elliot. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Of course, you can get in touch via text. 71010, if you want to do that. And also, you can phone the show.
0: What's the number, Elliot? 8721010. That's the 416 area code. Thanks very much. Right. Um, it's a quiet week, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. I uh, Kind of sleepy. I think
1: Canada was at its quietest this week. I don't think there was anything. Nothing in particular happened. Just business as usual. Just chipping along. Just getting by. Hmm?
2: Sunny Ways, my friends. Sunny Ways. Canadians from all across this great country sent a clear message tonight. It's time for a change in this country, my friends, a real change. We won this election because we listened. You told us that your communities need investment. You told us you need a fair shot at better jobs. You are the inspiration for our efforts. You are the reason why we work so hard to be here tonight, and you will be at the heart of this new government. Have faith in your fellow citizens, my friends. They are kind and generous. They are open-minded and optimistic. And they know in their heart of hearts that a Canadian is a Canadian, is a Canadian. My friends, we beat fear with hope. We beat cynicism with hard work. We beat negative, divisive politics with a positive vision that brings Canadians together. Most of all, defeated the idea that Canadians should be satisfied with less, that good enough is good enough, and that better just isn't possible. Well, my friends, this is Canada, and in Canada, better is always possible.
1: week just did some vacuuming and really sort of got a new picture frame that was good it's awkward because it was the wrong size for the picture but what I managed to do is I actually put the picture sort of in the middle of it anyway and managed to sort of trap it behind the glass so that passed a bit of time I feel like something happened. I just, I, was there
0: something? I, I'm not. I, I'm having a hard time, actually. Uh, well, I'll tell
1: you what we should do to find out is listen to a cutting-edge radio station full of uh, news, talk, commentary, and just general goings-on in the biggest city in Canada. I would say the best radio station there is on this planet, News Talk 1010. They'll keep us abreast. Um, now, while well, I'm making that little sound clip there of... Uh, the very, that was heavily edited by the way. I didn't want to play the whole speech from two days this week. But while making it, I thought, oh, well, you know what I should do? Now is the chance to attack some of the attacking. Yeah? Why don't we get that campaign that they made? Hmm? The anti uh, liberal campaign, the job interview, the, the best bit of acting known to man. Hmm? And uh, why don't we just pull it apart and see if we can give it new meaning? So this is what we made.
2: Oh, some interesting resumes we have here.
1: Let's talk about Justin. I see he's included his picture.
2: Let's start with the experience section. Nothing about balancing a budget or making a payroll. Didn't he say budgets balance themselves? And what does the experience section say about keeping us safe? Well, he wants to send winter jackets to Syria. Like that will stop ISIS? He's like a celebrity. He says things before thinking them through. So what are his policies? Legalizing
0: marijuana
2: Legalizing marijuana Is that the biggest problem you have to solve? Legalizing marijuana
3: Legalizing marijuana
1: I've never felt like I'm on drugs while doing the show. But this is getting pretty close. Alright, so yeah, we've had a bit of fun remixing that one. But uh, the other one that I always thought about, you know, I mean, even when they were doing that campaign, that attack ad, the interview, best acting, nine to man, was the fact that I think we all know there was a little bit of sexual tension in the room. That woman, when she said, oh, he's attached his picture, I think. I think she was a bit horny. I'm not saying anything other than, you know, if we were to manipulate the sounds in a different way, it might sound a bit suggestive. Well, some interesting resumes we have here. Let's talk about Justin.
2: I see he's included his picture. 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 picture. I see he's included his picture.
1: Naughty. Very naughty. If any of this is uh, going to put me in the firing line for any complaints, if you could air your complaints to Elliot, that would be great, even though I made the remixes. I think he played them, which makes him wrong diddly wrong wrong, and me scot-free. Thanks very
0: much. I uh, I don't know if a court of law would agree with that assessment. Who pressed
1: the play button, mate? Who was it? Wasn't old Muggins here, was it?
0: This is. Uh, there was some coercion involved here. I am going to
1: buy you a bloody coffee, so shut your bald face and let's get on with the show and let's just make sure that we've made it very clear that anything that was wrong there was Elliot's fault.
0: I, uh, I since I feel like this is already being played in a committee somewhere, I have to say no.
1: Interactive household objects designed to stimulate feelings of happiness in users. They're coming. Do we like them? One of them is a toaster that you can hug. Do we need that? That is tonight's big question here on News Talk Ten Ten. Also, we'll be looking at a Japanese monk uh, that this week managed to complete a nine-day endurance test. Uh, that endurance test was staying up and not eating or drinking for nine days. Why did he do it? What did he achieve? And should we all be doing it? And also, artist Ai Weiwei hits out over Lego censorship. He wanted to do stuff with Lego, and Lego said, no, it's political. There's all that coming and more. We love
0: you. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Hello, my name is Vinnie White. This is the Vinnie White Show. You can download it at vinniewhite.co.uk. That's where the podcast lives. You can also follow links on Newstalk1010.com. Whilst you're surfing Newstalk1010.com, you'll to find some news. That's what we do. And a lot of it's written by a beautiful, monolithic, gorgeous, supreme being. She's not here, but Amanda Capito wow.
4: is. Wow! <laughs> I was getting I was, you, this is the first time you gave me a real genuine compliment, and then he just yanked it.:
1: He giveth with one he taketh with the other. <laughs> it's the British way. Okay. Um, we can't actually be genuinely nice, otherwise we uh, we explode. Right. Um, how are you:
4: Good, How are you doing? Oh my God, I'm so awesome. Is that you mimicking me?:
1: I don't know what that was. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs>
4: He's suddenly retreating. He's suddenly retreating. I
1: think think what happened, if we play it back, is I suddenly felt like I wasn't bringing enough energy to the room. (laughs) You brought loads in and I felt I I needed to compete.
4: To up the ante. Okay.
1: But for some reason, in my desperate attempt to replicate you, I accidentally attempted to replicate your accent. (laughs) and made a terrible job of it. So the only way I can get out of it now is to do the rest of the show like that, (laughs) which will be super duper awesome. (laughs) Um, Let's never do that again. Interactive household objects that are designed to stimulate feelings of happiness in users. That's what I'd like to talk to you about today. Sounds great. It sounds a bit bizarre, doesn't it? So this is a young designer at the Royal College of Art this week has developed a series of interactive household objects that are designed to stimulate feelings of happiness in users. So there's a toaster that you can hug.
4: Like, does it have arms?
1: No, but it's got... It's a bit like a torso, but made of felt. Okay. And you have to hug it or the toast won't cook.
4: <laughs> I, okay, I I actually kind of like that idea. Yeah. Because it's toasty. I imagine it'd be warm. It is warm. So on a winter day, yeah. it's actually doing two things. It's warming me up and cooking me food.
1: That's what it's doing.
4: Which is like, if I'm, if I didn't have a man in my life, then maybe this is a great... <laughs> Start for a substitute. I mean,
1: <laughs> it could be very dangerous if you get carried away with it. <laughs> but yes, I see what you mean. Elliot, have you got any clips of this dude? I'll tell you what, he's a, he's as fast as a speeding bullet. If that bullet is attached to an asthmatic ant. So what are we doing again? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I sent you a load of clips of this bloke.
4: The the toaster, the lovable toaster.
1: Did you get that? Royal College of Art?
0: Yeah? Yo, yeah, we're gonna do
1: this. Didn't wake you up, did I, mate? Because uh, I know you got that power nap. It's not gonna look after itself, is it?
0: It's, uh, it's kind of the air in here. I don't know, it induces something. Hold on, we got it. All right, brilliant.
3: It's a theme that ties together all my work. Happiness. Interactions between the product and the user, which makes them happier as a person. But also the chemical changes in the brain, which make people happier. <laughs> the toaster requires you to hug it during the duration of the cooking time. So you put your toast in, you have to pick it up and give it a cuddle and you have to hold it for the duration you want to cook your toast for. Mm. It gives you back warmth and the comfort food at the end, but you have to give it some love. The smile telephone requires you to smile at it in order to receive a call or to make a call. Initiate smile to receive call. During the call as well, you have to keep smiling every sort of few seconds uh, in order to stop the call from going on hold. It's a forced way of sort of smiling. It makes you kind of engage with your smiling self.
4: I love that one. Yeah? (laughs) Yeah.
3: In the morning when the alarm goes off, you can't switch the alarm off until you take the two actuators and lift them above your head for two minutes. Inside here there are accelerometers and it Bluetooths the data back to the base and tells the position it's in. And after two minutes a person experiences a cortisol decrease and a testosterone increase in the brain which makes you feel more confident and more happy and more able to deal with stress.
1: So that last one is an alarm clock that you can't turn off unless you put your arms above your head with the two devices that are usually attached to that alarm clock. So it, let's just think about this as a morning, right? You wake up, you've got to do two minutes with your arms above your head, which you're going to feel a bit of a Muppet, but yeah, apparently it makes you happy. Yeah. Not sure it'd work for me. Then you go downstairs and you think, oh, you know what I want? Bit of brekkie. You have to give your toaster a hug or it won't cook the bread. <laughs> and then finally, if you get on the phone, you have to smile or it hangs up on the other person.
4: Okay. Can I say two out of the three of these I approve of? I don't approve of the alarm clock one. No, no one wants that. Because I can wake up. I can handle that. But the toast, you know, I I have a piece of toast every morning for breakfast. And, yeah. I, you know, you throw it in. You're running around. You're doing 100 things. It would force you to just slow down for two seconds, mm. feel some warmth, mm. and then the smiling while you're on the phone. This is a little trick in radio that they teach you that when you're smiling— it comes across in your voice. Can, I think I think you I'd can just, tell right now in yeah, my voice.
1: I just cracked my face, I haven't done hear that for a few smile.
4: months. <laughs> you can hear a smile. And so that's what they tell you when you're doing news as well. And when you're on the phone with people, typically people are short, or sometimes there's lots of lines of miscommunication. But if you're smiling, mm. you're probably more likely to have a more successful conversation. Okay,
1: well let's do a role play to base this, cause I'm not sure I agree with you. Imagine we're married. <laughs> And,
4: uh, uh, that's too far of a stretch <laughs> of the imagination. I don't know if I, I can don't do that. Know.
1: I think we're almost married. We don't have sex. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, carry on. Um, so we're married. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going down the pub. I haven't been down the pub for a while after work, and you're a bit upset with me because I'm making you do the shopping, and I'm going to phone you up. And as we know, this this phone means that we both have to smile, or the or the call goes dead. <laughs> okay. So here we go. Hi, babe. Hi. How are you?
4: Good, how are you? Not
1: too bad. You know, I haven't been out for a little while after work.
4: Oh, you haven't? No,
1: haven't, have I? Well, well, Steve and the lads said, because um, of the game, you know, and I was working pretty late. <laughs> I'm smiling all the way through this. Um, because of that, they um, like said, Shall we go down the pub? Now, I know what you're going to say, and you might not be happy about that, but it's just a one-off. So, can you do the shopping tonight? Well, to... what, do
4: you, what do you think I should do?
1: I think you should do the groceries. Do
4: you really think yeah. that, though?
0: Yes. Do
4: you really? Yeah. Okay, well, we can see what happens if I do the groceries. So we can see what happens when you come home, then. Yeah, we could. I mean, I do
1: need dinner when I come home. So, <laughs> are you going to organize that as well and put the kids to bed? Cause... You know what? I
4: feel like I'm just being passive-aggressive. This is what this is making me be.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. It would, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah. Because it's you're, you're fake happy.
1: All right, now I'm going to really upset you. Okay. okay, great. But only in this imaginary world.
4: All right, lay it on me, okay.
1: Uh, just one more thing, love. Um, I actually don't like you anymore and I want a divorce.
4: Oh, I was could not wait for you to say that because I, <laughs> I actually already have the divorce papers lined up on the counter when you get home. And the weirdest thing is, that's the biggest smile you've done yet. <laughs>
1: So there we are. We now know that we'll never have to get married because we've already done that role play.
4: We know how it's going to end.
1: But would you want a toaster that you have to hug? I mean, that's going to delay your morning.
4: Yeah, I think that could get annoying after a while. I would like to have the option of the huggable toaster and the regular toaster.
1: Mm. I've always wanted, instead of that alarm clock, to wake you up and where you have to stand with you. Hands above your head. I've always wanted a very, very slow hinge on my bed. So slowly but surely, it Lift becomes you. erect.
4: Oh. The bed,
1: the bed, the bed. Right. filthy cow. Um, so <laughs> Did that, you just call
4: me a cow? No, that was Elliot. Oh, my goodness.
0: You're still smiling, though. <laughs> I don't do an accent that well.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I really like the idea of your invention. I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's good, isn't it?
4: You should patent that immediately. Now that you've said it on the air, you really need to be quick with making that happen yeah, before that. someone steals that. Have
1: you ever had a wacky invention idea?
4: Yeah, I've had it. Well, inventions and also, it's funny, because when you're younger, you have to make these projects up, I feel like, for school. They tell you to invent things. Mm. And so, as a kid, this is how you know I'm Italian. I come from an Italian household. I invented in the, at the age of like 11... Um, a pot that you could also strain the water out of your pasta. This is me coming to school. Everyone else is thinking of, like, toys. I'm, I called it the stray pot. And it had holes in the bottom, and it was a pot, and then you, you, you removed one layer of the pot, and then the holes would be revealed, and then you could just strain the pasta all in one device. Oh, my God, that's genius. I know. 11-year-old Amanda just, just solving some problems for Italians out there that are trying to make pasta a little quicker. So it's a
1: regular pan...
4: So it's like a, a, regular po- a pot, pot. and do- it has two layers. And one of the layers has holes and the other one just fills the holes. So you can boil the pasta and then you remove the bottom layer of it and you straighten the pasta right away and boom, it's, it's ready to go.
1: Why hasn't that happened yet? I, I know. I'm beginning to get, do this, <laughs> uh, regret doing this on the radio.
4: <laughs> Anyone
1: else? Um, send your inventions in on 71010 so we can uh, tell them to the general public and people can make loads of money on your back happy days <laughs> what was the movie like you went to see tonight
4: the martian
1: oh well did it yeah uh, was it any good
4: it actually was very good i'd highly recommend it it kept me on the edge of my seat mm. you don't seem convinced
1: he's in everything isn't he
4: but he's really good yeah it's not like i was rolling my eyes i was like wow i was impressed always i'm always impressed by his by his acting ability
1: how many stars
4: out of five mm, yeah i'd say four
1: it's not all right, isn't it? Yeah. Did you go to the luxury bit where you can sit down in an armchair and drink beer? No. I mm, don't pay
4: you that. that pay. May be, maybe it would have been a five if I was... Would...
1: <laughs> it <laughs> tends to have that effect. Amanda Capito does a regular section on this uh, show called Newsy Poos where we discuss the news. But bit of a quiet week, wasn't it, in Canada? So we didn't really bother. We just talked about... <laughs>
4: this was important news as well. It is. I'm glad we were br- able to bring it to the forefront in Newsy Poos this week.
1: Thanks for popping in, love.
4: Thank you. You're going
1: to be back next week.
4: You know what? I will be. Happy days. Happy days.
0: You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Yes. Now, you're probably listening to this thinking, my God, this man must be rock and roll. This must be some dude that lives on a yacht in summer and lives in a penthouse in winter. I mean, listen to him. He's so good. And so, you, You're not thinking that, are you? Okay, but you're probably thinking, here's a guy that's rock and roll. Well, you'd be right. You'd be right. I am rock and roll. This week, I bought a lamp from HomeSense. I don't think it gets more rock and roll than that. Axl Rose doesn't even do that. Yeah. And um, I don't really like doing that sort of shopping for the house. I'm not very good at it. and um, But I had to do it because uh, I keep bumping into things. So I just went in and I grabbed the first one I saw. You know, typical man shopping. And um, I bought a lamp at HomeSense. I I got to the checkout and the guy said, um, can I have your postcode? And I said, um, why? And he said, well, we, we have to ask you because um, we need to know where to build the next HomeSense. And I said, but I don't want you to build a HomeSense next to my house. So that's it. I mean, other than the fact that it's an invasion of my privacy at the best of times, now you've given me an ince- another incentive not to tell you where it is. I mean, I had to buy a plunger at Lowe's on Wednesday. I told you I'm rock and roll, but I don't want to live next to one of those. You know, I don't want to live next to a Lowe's, so I'm not doing it. So I've got a new policy of saying, no, no, I'm not telling you. And uh, it's going quite well. A little bit cringy at first. um, But then... The LCBO asked me this week, everyone wants to know where I live. That one freaked me out. The LCBO asked me, uh, we'd like to know uh, where you live. What's your postcode? I said, why do you need to know that? And they said, uh, well, we need to know where to build uh, new LCBOs. I said, oh, I can tell you that, actually, without giving my postcode. No one wants an LCBO. That's, that's the, the answer. You can, I hope you're writing this down. I, do you want a pen? Yeah. No one wants it because, uh, oh, sorry, apart from the unionised workers and the provincial government who profit from it, uh, but uh, what I'd like, if you're interested in what I think, which apparently you are, is uh, if you could put booze in corner stores like every civilised country in the world. If you could do that. Did you get that? Um, weirdly, wasn't that, wasn't that polite after that? But there's a, there's a genius way of working out where your customers live without asking for their postcode. It's known as a map. A population density map. See lots of people in an area, good chance they're going to be buying booze. Some of them are going to need plungers, and the occasional fella might need a lamp. Get out of my business. So we get uh, asked stupid questions on a daily basis, aren't we? And uh, just this week, actually, I was asked one of the most irritating questions ever. The barman said, would I like clover drawn on my Guinness? So when I'd finished beating him to near death with a shoe, I think he understands understand that I... I didn't find that necessary. But um, what was really interesting this week was that it's not just happening to me. It's happening all around the world. You would think that it was a slow news week because the New York Times online asked a question that had nothing to do with any news, even though there was a Canadian election. But then people in New York have no idea where Canada is, even though it's next door. Is that that thing that's up there with the... You glue people. How oh, is is he? Yeah. Election, you say. Oh, how lovely. Um, but it, uh, even despite the fact there was quite a lot of news that they could have covered, this week the New York Times online asked this question, and I'm going to ask it to you. Could you kill a baby Hitler? That was the question posed by the New York Times, and they did it on their website. They also put it on Twitter as well. They asked their readers, if you could go back and kill Hitler as a baby, would you do it? And some of the responses were brilliant. Uh, one tweeter said, "If Baby Churchill had a gun, he could have killed Baby Hitler." Nice. Uh, someone said on Twitter, "Was Baby Hitler the inventor of peas and guacamole?" Just to give it the edge, you know. Um, an anti-vaccinator said, "Well, I wouldn't vaccinate Baby Hitler. Maybe that would be, maybe that would be beneficial." Well, I say an anti-vaccinator. I'm probably a pro-vaccinator. Thinking about it depends on their stance on hitler it's hard to say um but i uh, i opened twitter which i don't often do and i saw baby hitler trending and i just closed twitter and thought what happened what what happened to us when when did it all fall apart was it twitter that did it or were we always idiots and now it's just it's the exposure to idiots is is unbelievably easy what happened that's tonight's texting. What happened to us? Where did we go wrong? So here's my answer to, uh, could you go back and kill a baby Hitler? My answer would be, uh, am I on a long flight and is baby Hitler crying? That's that's. If you give me that, I can make a firm decision. Um, what have we got so far on the text? Someone says, use a rural postcode. Yeah, that's a good one. You know what we should do? Actually, Elliot, can you look up a rural postcode? And then what we'll do, everyone use that from now on. So it looks like we all, everyone in Toronto lives in the middle of the countryside. It will really freak them out. As, as rural as you can. Sort of like, I don't know, Lindsay, Ontario or something like that. Nothing wrong with the place, by the way. not having a go. Uh, Elliot's on it. Thank you for your ideas and suggestions on 71010 10 that keep coming in.
0: While Elliot's doing that, he's not the quickest. It's, it's actually, it actually takes a while to find the stuff out. Mm. Uh, how about P2N, the Kirkland Lake region?
1: Is that all I need? Just P2N?
0: Uh, yeah, P2N, and I guess you make up the rest from there. Can
1: you get a house in, in that region? Because I want everyone to appear as if they live in it. It's unity against people invading our privacy.
0: How about um mm-hmm. P2N1P1?
1: One P1. Right. P everyone use that from now on. Let's come together. P2N1P1. Alright. I'll do it at the end of the show as well.
0: <laughs>
1: this is how change happens. <laughs> we won't lie down. Newt from Japan now, and this is miraculous. In Japan, a monk completed a nine day endurance test. Yes. During the endurance test known as Dori, uh, meaning the entrance to the hall, a man called Kogan Kamhori of the Tendai sect chanted a Buddhist mantra 100,000 times this week. He denied himself food and drink for all of that time. The sect believes that carrying out the Dori makes you a live incarnation of a powerful warrior, a wisdom king who protects the faithful Sometimes with a flaming sword. Seven days without food. Seven days without drink. Seven days without sleep. Seven days even without lying down. Absolutely amazing. And for that you get to uh, be an incarnation of a powerful warrior who protects the faithful. Sometimes with a flaming sword. some days without food, drink, water. Sleeping, lying down. And all you get is a limb incarnation of a warrior with a flaming sword. I would want a hoverboard, an actual flying carpet, nothing less. I may be failing to take into consideration the spiritual enlightenment because I grew up in a materialistic Western society that confuses consumerism with happiness, but I want a bloody hoverboard, okay? Some 600 people gathered to greet the 41-year-old as he emerged wearing a white robe at a training facility on a holy mountain in the south of Japan's main island. He's the first person to complete the test in eight years and only the 13th person since 1945 when records began. Seven days, no food, no drink, no sleep, not even lying down. I hope he achieved the enlightenment he was seeking. You'd definitely, you'd definitely get bored, wouldn't you? i get bored on a streetcar. He doesn't check Facebook when he's on the bus, does he? He's all right. He probably just levitates when he's on board a bus, enlightened. And, bonus, hygienic. So uh, congratulations to him. I feel like he's not one of our listeners, in all honesty. But, um, but you never know. Um, that uh, oh here we go the texts have gone crazy p two n one p one got it brilliant everyone's coming together p two n one p one that's where you live if the LCBO asks if Home Sense asks if anyone asks we all live there
0: this community is going to get a lot of stuff real soon
1: oh I wonder that would that could actually happen couldn't it if we all do this
0: there'll be an LCBO built there a Home Sense Kirkland Lake is going to get stacked with all sorts of what's it got at the moment there. I'm looking at it, actually, on Google Maps. Um, there is something simply called Jordan. I don't know if it's a business. Pair of shoes. There's a, f- a restaurant called Fairies. As in, away with the fairies? Oh, you know what? Actually, sorry. I have to zoom in closer. It's actually called Ferns.
1: Right. Okay. Well, Ferns, at uh, P2N1P1.
0: And we can't forget Billy's Sports Bar and Grill. We can. <laughs> What about Euphoria Smoothies? I'm too sure you haven't got some urban
1: conurbation metropolis. This seems quite a busy place all of a sudden. Kirkland Lake has Euphoria
0: Smoothies. If you live in Kirkland Lake, could they hear us on AM? I don't, I don't know if actually the signal goes that far. I mean, the internet certainly does. If they have internet access, perhaps. Mm,
1: give us a call. Let us know. What's it like? Would you like some new stuff? Because by golly, you're <laughs> going to get it. Wheezy Central Perk. When we come back, I will be talking about Subway, who have agreed to measure a footlong sandwich after a class-action lawsuit. Honestly not making that up. Actual facts. You learn it here first, News Talk 1010.
0: This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Subway agrees to measure its foot-long sandwiches this week after a class-action lawsuit. Couldn't make it up. Yep, Subway restaurants have agreed to break out the ruler after setting a class-action lawsuit in which customers claimed it had been exaggerating the size of its sandwiches. The company's headaches began in 2013 when an Australian customer measured his foot long sub only to find out it was barely 11 inches long. Then he posted a uh, now-viral image of this sandwich to Facebook. Uh, the photo launched a public relations snafu... And a class-action lawsuit alleging that Subway had used deceptive marketing for both its six-inch and foot-long sandwiches. They're not six inches and they're not a foot long, was the case. In addition to measuring its sandwiches, the proposed settlement says the company will pay up to $1,000 each in compensation to the plaintiffs in the case over um, these sandwiches. So... A 1000 bucks if you jumped in on that class action lawsuit. Apparently it all amounts up when you do all the legal fees and all the rest of it to $525,000. That's how much the uh, restaurant is likely to lose. The proposal also said that the company would perform inspections and penalise restaurants where the sandwiches fell short. Subway will be back in court in January for a hearing to approve the final terms of the uh, agreement. But there's loads of things like that. Like when you go and get two by four lumber, it's not two by four. It's not two or four. And a pint of beer, well, certainly on King Street, I'll tell you that, never get a pint. You're having a laugh, aren't you? Be lucky if you get a half. And then you have to tip. And they do the toony game. Oh, I hate it when they toony me. Don't give me a tooniest change. I know what you're doing. You're gambling all or nothing. Guess what's going to happen? I'm English. Boom. I'm off. Um, stupid lawsuit. It's the company's business that they choose to call a sandwich a foot long. There's no written guarantee, is there? Last time I went in there, I didn't go, can I have a foot long? Um, I'm brown, yeah. Yeah, the cold cup combo. Also, can you provide me a certificate with that saying that it's a foot long? Or is it just a term that you use and we shouldn't be so pedantic? Quartigious money-grabbing accusers should get an equally stiff fine for making this world an over-litigious place to live. Imagine measuring a sandwich. I mean, what's going on there? Why not sue all Subway restaurants that are above ground as well? If it's above ground, you said it was a Subway. <laughs> Why don't we, why don't we uh, sue the sandwich artists in Subway? Well, if you haven't got a grasp on cubism. Not making my sandwich. Get over it. Americans. Artist Ai Weiwei hits out over the Lego censorship. Yes, Ai Weiwei, um, the most powerful figure in contemporary art, uh, according to the Art Review magazine has done uh, exhibitions around the world for many years. You've probably heard of him. I love him. I think he's great. And um, he's such a cuddly character. And he's uh, he's one of those people that treads a very fine line with the Chinese government because you know what they don't like? People criticising them. Not big fans. Um, so he's gotten a lot of hot water over the last few years. Exhibitions all around the world he has done, of course, including here in Toronto. Um, now, this time... Artist Ai Weiwei has accused Lego of censorship and discrimination after the company refused to let him use its bricks in a new exhibition. Yeah, Lego refused a bulk order this week for bricks that were to be used in a new artwork about political dissidents as part of an exhibition in Melbourne, Australia. Toy maker Lego said, "Quote: It never sold directly to anyone wanting to use its product as a political statement." The artist has uh, since been. Uh, Deluged with offers of Lego from supporters around the world So he'll probably get all the Lego he needs But not from Lego Bonus, I guess he'll get it for free Ai Weiwei used Lego last year To create portraits of 175 dissident figures who had been jailed or exiled from Nelson Mandela to Edward Snowden on the former site of the Alcatraz Prison near San Francisco. Fantastic exhibition. He planned a similar work for the National Gallery in Victoria, uh, of of Victoria and Melbourne, sorry, uh, but a bulk order placed by the museum was rejected by the Danish company. The Chinese artist said that the company told the museum its bricks could not be used for artworks containing any political, religious, racist or obscene defaming statements. That's madness when you think about that. I mean, he should be able to build what he wants out of the Lego he bought or is trying to buy. If you went into an art store and bought a pencil, they wouldn't say, well, don't go drawing naked women with it. No, sirree. Or homosexuals? No! Uh, Ai Weiwei wrote on t- Twitter this week, Lego will tell us what to do, and it will tell us what not to do. That is awesome. Referring, of course, to the uh, Lego movie slogan, Everything is awesome. Lego's refusal to sell its product to the artist is an act of censorship and discrimination, said Ai Weiwei. Lego, Lego spokesman... The Lego spokesman, by the way, is called Raw Rude Tangback raw, rude, tang back. Which is quite weird. You know what's weirder? That there's a Lego spokesman. Imagine that for a job. How do you get that? What do you put on your CV for that? I have been banging on about Lego for decades. I'm your man. I am the man for the job. I'm almost plastic myself. Um, Yeah, the Lego spokesman, raw, rude, tang back. Raw and rude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Something I wouldn't necessarily associate with Lego um, has defended his position. Ai Weiwei is known for his uh, criticism of the Chinese government, of course. Um, but I, I'm really pleased that people are coming together around the world and donating Lego for him. I hope they I hope that he has the brains to get a load of this donated Lego and make a life-size Lego man with black hair and just use one little black brick just under his nose. Yeah. Just pop a little one there. Um, Do you remember that song, Everything's Awesome? Have you got it?
0: Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome.
1: Except artwork that could be conceived as political. You know, I, I was reading the YouTube comments underneath this song and someone had written So just to be clear, is getting hit by a truck awesome, if everything is awesome? And someone had answered that comment by saying, I've never been hit by a truck but I've been hit by a car once and the morphine was awesome. So, you know, happy spin on it. You know what we haven't done, Elliot, during this
0: here radio show? I think uh, an advertisement of some sort.
1: I wonder what it could be for.
0: Uh, I believe a business uh, that's known as Mr. Photo Canvas.
1: Mr. Photo Canvas is available for you. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, and you would look much better if you were printed on a canvas. You sexy sausage. How can you do this, Elliot? What website would you go to?
0: Uh, is it Mr. Photo Canvas.com?
1: Is correct. And uh, I don't know if you said it clearly enough.
0: Mrphotocanvas.com?
1: <laughs> now, I think you might be airing on the side of patronising. But very good. Thank you. That's my company. If you'd like to print a canvas, um, I think we're the cheapest and best in Toronto. And I, I've been told that many times on my Google reviews. Do check online at Mrphotocanvas.com. Blatant, wasn't it? Thank you for all your text. That postcode, once again, if anyone ever asks you where you live, you say P2N, for Nigel, 1P1 and write that down. We are going to get some stuff built around that way. And uh, someone's just texting uh, Stephen Harper's next job. Lego spokesman. Don't know what it means, but I like it. Uh, thank you for all your texts that have come in. Lots of flattery and loveliness. And uh, I'd like to say then I'd like to give you a jolly good audio cuddle. Coming up, the lads with some fantastic live radio covering the spectrum of politics, humour, wit and charm. Or they're having a go anyway. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Edward Keenan next. Bye.